Hey y'all, what's up? This is FaZe. I want to thank all y'all for listening to me, man. I had a I had a nice great 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 year with y'all last year. You know what I'm saying? I went off the charts. I, I see y'all loving me. So let's pump it up this year a little better. You know what I'm saying? I got some new content. I'm going to try to do things a little more different and try to analyze and get y'all to realize what's going on before it get too late. I ain't here for no problem. I ain't trying to start no problems. I just want to learn. I just want to learn. I just want to learn. So I want to thank all y'all. And may the most high continue putting your hinges over you, your friends, and your loved ones. And keep evil away from you, that it may not grieve you. And thank you. And let's have a nice and blessed 2023. Mm-hmm. Boss T, let's get it. Have you ever been hungry and can't eat? Have you ever been thirsty and can't drink? Have you ever been tired and can't sleep? What would you do if you knew you were all three? I've been down and now when nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Rain falls down, you ain't got no choice but wet. Yeah, yeah. Cause it's a hard life, it's alright Gotta get back up somehow, don't count me out Hard life, it's alright Gotta get back up somehow, don't count me out Hard life, it's alright Nigga, get back up, you gotta fight Boss D by Paul Harvey from 1965 and it blew my mind how accurate it was all right check this out if I were the prince of darkness I'd want to engulf the whole world in darkness and I'd have a third of its real estate and four-fifths of its population but I wouldn't be happy until I had seized the ripest apple on the tree the so I set about however necessary to take over the United States I'd subvert the churches first. I'd begin with a campaign of whispers. With the wisdom of a serpent, I would whisper to you as I whispered to Eve. Do as you please. To the young, I would whisper that the Bible is a myth. I would convince them that man created God instead of the other way around. I would confide that what's bad is good and what's good is square. And the old, I would teach to pray after me, our Father, which art in Washington. And then I'd get organized. I'd educate authors in how to make lurid literature exciting so that anything else would appear dull and uninteresting. I'd threaten TV with dirtier movies and vice versa. I'd peddle narcotics to whom I could. I'd sell alcohol to ladies and gentlemen of distinction. I'd tranquilize the rest with pills. If I were the devil, I'd soon have families at war with themselves, churches at war with themselves, and nations at war with themselves until each in its turn was consumed. And with promises of higher ratings, I'd have mesmerizing media fanning the flames. If I were the
the devil, I would encourage schools to refine young intellects, but neglect to discipline emotions, just let those run wild. Until before you knew it, you'd have to have drug-sniffing dogs and metal detectors at every schoolhouse door. Within a decade, I'd have prisons overflowing, I'd have judges promoting pornography, Soon I could evict God from the courthouse, then from the schoolhouse, and then from the houses of Congress. And in his own churches, I would substitute psychology for religion and deify science. I would lure priests and pastors into misusing boys and girls and church money. If I were the devil, I'd make the symbol of Easter an egg and the symbol of Christmas a bottle. If I were the devil, I'd take from those who have and give to those who wanted until I had killed the incentive of the ambitious. What'll you bet? I couldn't get whole states to promote gambling as the way to get rich. I would caution against extremes in hard work, in patriotism, in moral conduct. I would convince the young that marriage is old-fashioned, that swinging is more fun, that what you see on TV is the way to be. And thus I could undress you in public I could lure you into bed with diseases for which there is no cure. In other words, if I were the devil, I'd just keep right on doing what he's doing. And it makes a big difference to tell the American people the truth about what our options are in ending this war. If tomorrow the order goes out from the president, I'm president of the United States, I issue an order, end the war today, begin to withdraw all American troops. It will take a year to get the American troops out. Do you hear me now? That's the truth. It will take a year to get them physically out. Now, if you leave all the equipment behind, you might be able to do it in seven months. And you leave those billions of dollars of weapons behind, I promise they're going to be used against your grandchild and mine someday. In reading this, you seem to be conceding that evacuation should have happened sooner and faster, saying we now prioritize earlier evacuations, noting that today you would message evacuations more aggressively. I understand you've made clear the president does not have any regrets about his decision to withdraw. But in hindsight, in reading this, does the president have any regrets about how this withdrawal was carried out? The president's very proud of the manner in which uh, the men and women of the military, the Foreign Service, the intelligence community, I went on and on and on, uh, conducted this, conducted this uh, withdrawal. But uh, look, I've been around operations my entire life, and there's not a single one uh, that, uh, that ever goes perfectly according to plan. Uh, uh, things happen. Sometimes enemies get a vote, um, and, uh, and you always want to learn from that. Um, and one of the things that we learned and I talked about it here in my opening statement as well, uh, is that uh, you got to, that, that balance of striking, when do, you, when do you pull out when a government is under threat, particularly a friendly government, um, uh, and do so in a way that doesn't undermine the very government you're trying to support. That's a tough balance to strike, and it's different in every single case. And as I said, we learned from Afghanistan, and we applied that lesson in Ukraine and Ethiopia, that being aggressive in the information space and being willing to move a little sooner may be the best thing. But does he wish he had done things differently? The, the president, I think everything is laid out here in this document uh, about uh, the, main, the main takeaways, the main lessons that we learned. Um, and uh, again, the president's enormously proud of the men and women who conducted this withdrawal.
They say there are two sides to every story. Consider both before you form an opinion. Easier said than done. Look at the conflict in Ukraine. One side is dominating the global narrative. The other side has been proclaimed the villain. I'm talking about NATO and Russia. And while there's a solid case against Russia here, this story too has another side. And as the tellers of the story, we must dwell on and reflect it. Vladimir Putin's aggression is being called out and rightly so. Invading a sovereign country cannot be justified. But what led the world to the point of this invasion? Leaders in Moscow say they are the aggrieved party. They are the victims of NATO's eastward march and they're only acting in self-defense. Here's why. Over the past 25 years, NATO has been creeping closer to the Russian border. Former Soviet states have become NATO members. This military alliance has technically absorbed the entire security belt of Moscow. Russia sees this expansion as a provocation. It hurts their security interests and won't end well for both sides, they said. The warnings were clear. NATO ignored them. Call it their myopia or arrogance, they downplayed Moscow's concerns, kept proceeding with new rounds of expansion until things blew up in Ukraine. Did NATO push Ukraine into this war? Hello and welcome to Gravitas Plus. I'm Palki Sharma Upadhyay and today I want to discuss why NATO cannot escape the blame for what's unfolding in Ukraine. First things first, what is NATO? The North Atlantic Treaty Organization, a security alliance between North America and Europe. It was formed after the Second World War. The goal, they say, was to protect democratic freedom. On the 4th of April 1949, the North Atlantic Treaty was signed. This treaty was simply an anti-Soviet accord aimed at countering any future aggression by the USSR. It established a new balance of power in Europe. It promised all members collective security. That's a core principle laid out in Article 5 of the NATO Treaty. It obliges member states to protect each other in case of a war. Armed attack against one ally will be an attack on all allies. Meaning, if one NATO nation is attacked, all NATO nations will retaliate. This allowed NATO members to pool and share their military resources. They built efficient defense capabilities, but there was more to NATO than just defense. It was an alliance of liberal countries, an engine of democratization that was supposed to promote common values and interests. Also push back against the rise of communism. Naturally, Moscow saw this alliance as a threat to its interests. In response, it created the Warsaw Pact in the year 1955. It was a counterweight to NATO, the Warsaw Pact. These were the members. Their goal was the same. If one Warsaw Pact member is attacked, all others will defend it. In Russian historical memory, there were five reasons why such a pact was justified. Five major invasions when the West threatened Russian interests. This includes the Polish occupation of the Kremlin in early 17th century, the Swedish invasion of Russia in early 18th century, the Napoleon invasion of the 19th century, and the two wars with Germany in the 20th century. In each case, the very essence of the Russian state was threatened. So suspicion and fear of the West took deep roots in Russia. Moscow began perceiving NATO as a tool of American imperialism, and the assessment was not really off the mark. In 1989, the Berlin Wall collapsed. In 1991, the Soviet Union disintegrated and the Iron Curtain was completely demolished. Europe's regional order hinged on one question. Should Germany align itself with the US and NATO or should it join the Russians through the Warsaw Pact? The US government under George H.W. Bush made an offer to Russian President Mikhail Gorbachev. It suggested if Germany became a NATO member, NATO would stop expanding, not one inch eastwards. No new members. Today, the US says it made no such promise, that no such deal was ever struck. But hundreds of memos 
meeting minutes. Armed attack against one ally. See y'all. Y'all see, if I was the devil, <clears throat> I would get all these nations together so I can give them my own influence and make them do what I want them to do, but have them thinking another way. You win. When the, when the Caucasian man went to Africa, Africa was with peace and love. The Caucasian man came in peace, but war was in, in, his, in his mind. When I listened to that, when I listened to that, this came out on my mind why is because they was they was trying to make sure all these European nations be at peace but some slick shit was on the back of their mind and you can see the slick stuff that they going on right now you can see what NATO doing you can see how United States got their whole United States got their whole hand into NATO. And then the other communities of NATO riding with this lie. Idiots. Where's the wisdom? Told you in the book of Obadiah, the Mosiah said he's gonna take the car all the wisdom, he's gonna take the wise men out of the Caucasian race. It seemed like this. This is coming, coming to, to pass because why and all these people in NATO and most of them Europeans is not going to do their they strong work instead of having somebody influence them to do wrong. See, y'all on this, y'all on this pipe dream that these people got the best intention for whatever they do. The Bible said, what is crooked cannot be straight. The United States of America and all his allies cannot be straight. Because that's why the most I got to tear them down. Because they've been built on crookedness and crookedness can never be straight you could put it an illusion that it's straight but in a spiritual realm because all this is spiritual man when y'all stop looking at these situations in your kernel vision and go into your spirit and look at it from a spiritual division Then, woo, you'll see. So, what is the spiritual thing is about this? All this mess. What is the spiritual thing about this? Okay, if you're a spiritual person, what is the spiritual thing about this and going on in America? One thing 
why the situation is what it is now is because our forefathers didn't do what the Most High, Most High required him to do. So the Most High had to flip the game. And how, how he flipped the game, Faze? How he flipped the game? What you talking about flipped the game? You see what position we at now? Where we at now? He said, if you do all what I ask you to do, you'll be on top. But if not, you're going to be a, a, a tail. And where are we at as a nation? Come on, family. Where are we as a nation? Are we at the tail? Come on, man. That's, that's prophecy. Bible prophecy. The Bible prophecy is going to tell you what the deal is. But y'all don't want to read the Bible prophecy and see if it's the truth. Read the, all that. All that. Want. The white man wrote the Bible. Look what the Bible prophecy says. If you diluting, if you diluting the scriptures, look at the prophecies. Does the Mosai put them out there for you to understand? But you can't understand if you ain't got no spirit in you. If you ain't got no spirit in you, I'll be scared. And I don't know about y'all. Y'all better get it right. These people playing the trick hat on us. We fighting about women should be doing this and men should be doing this. Children stuff. Childish. All this childish stuff that 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 we failed what our forefathers failed to do now we're in this situation now and all this childish stuff now the caucasian man is running this world and he done put all these evil entities in this situation that we got now this is i'm analyzing this y'all i'm world analyzing this is what i do i do world analyzing the truth is the truth, and what what I'm saying, what I'm saying, what I'm saying wrong. You tell me what I'm saying wrong, because it, we can look right now and know who ruling this world, who running this world, the Caucasian man, and under the Caucasian man rulership, is the world getting better or is it getting worse come on under the Caucasian man rulership do you think they got wisdom or you don't got think they got wisdom come on now what you think Faye you asking us all these questions you asking us all these questions what you think It ain't what I think, man. It ain't all about what I think. It's all about what is real, man. 
You know, people don't want to know. We don't, we so stuck that we don't even know how to be real no more. You know, I, my generation, I know my generation. We, 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 we wouldn't, we wouldn't, we was in the middle of fight the power and the bullshit about the road. Because some, the most, and most of the people in my era, I damn near bet. They got a lot of wisdom, man. They may not want to use or apply it, but they do. Because we seen, we seen stuff. We we heard about stuff when we was growing up. And then when we grew up, we seen a whole lot of stuff until 2023. How many decades that is? And some of y'all ain't even been that long. And half of y'all young boys think y'all know everything. You know, you might know a little more than an older person. But one thing you don't know is about life. You can't tell nobody about life if you never lived it. You can't tell nobody no story of how this and how that if you never lived it. Because you got to live it to understand it. And you just coming out of your mama cootie. You don't even understand it yet. But I don't know now. I don't know now. These young boys. These young boys growing up. They hit, they hitting the scriptures y'all. And transcripts from US archives indicate otherwise. Nevertheless, Moscow bought the offer. It demolished the Warsaw Pact in the hope that the West would follow suit, that NATO too would be dissolved. But that never happened. NATO refused to cease operations. And to add insult to injury, they kept the door for membership open. Russia saw it as a stab in the back and NATO kept pushing the dagger deeper. Look at this map. NATO started out with 12 founding members, but since the Soviet Union fell, it has radically expanded eastwards. In 1999, Poland, Hungary, the Czech Republic joined NATO. In 2004, there was another wave of expansion. Seven Central and Eastern European nations were made NATO members. Some of them were former Soviet republics. In 2009, Albania and Croatia joined NATO. And the most recent entries were Montenegro and North Macedonia both situated in Russia's backyard. It does not end there. As of 2021, NATO officially recognized three more aspiring members, Bosnia and Herzegovina, Georgia and Ukraine. Last we checked, NATO was also in talks with Sweden, Finland and Serbia for membership. So to put it simply, much of Eastern Europe, which once used to be part of the Soviet Union, has now joined NATO. And this happened despite Russia's protests and warnings. The last reasonably friendly warning from Moscow came in the year 2007. Vladimir Putin addressed the annual Munich conference where he said, and I'm quoting, NATO has put its frontline forces on our borders. This expansion represents a serious provocation that reduces the level of mutual trust. And we have the right to ask against whom is this expansion intended and what happened to the assurances our Western partners made after the dissolution of the Warsaw Pact. 
These sentiments have been echoed by a host of American strategists. I'll give you a few examples. June 1997, 50 prominent foreign policy experts signed an open letter to President Bill Clinton calling America's efforts to expand NATO a policy error of historic proportions. Then we have George Kennan, the father of America's containment policy during the Cold War. He too called NATO expansion a tragic mistake with no reason whatsoever. The warnings went on for decades. In 2008, William J. Burns, the U.S. ambassador to Moscow, wrote a letter to the State Department where he said that Ukrainian entry into NATO is the brightest of all red lines for the Russian elite. He said that even Putin's sharpest critics at home consider Ukraine's entry a direct challenge to Russian interests. It does not end See, y'all. I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. I'm telling you. Y'all um y'all people that um sitting up here joining you um you in? You know you dancing with the devil, right? And you know it's a price to pay when you dancing with the devil. What you talking about, Faye? What you talking about? Dancing with the devil. What you talking about, Faye? Y'all sitting up here. Y'all sitting up here tripping on. You tripping on Russia. About being concerned. That NATO. Is close to them. In a threatening way. Right? Because we know. United States and Russia. Been beefing for a long time. They've been beefing for position for a long time. We know this. So, I'm like, the rest of the world, now, if Putin came out there and letting the people know he was concerned and stuff like that, and the United States didn't even have been considered, where's the wisdom? Okay? Well, the United States still going against the grain of, of what this man wishes is. We don't want y'all close to our borders because if you do, you know, and we have a war, you you, you throw your nuclear weapons real quick on us and you and, and and whatever. Now, Ukraine joined Ukraine just joined NATO, right? So when Ukraine joined NATO, so you heard the thing, you heard what she said. Uh, they poke to protect anybody who's in the NATO, like a um, sorority. We supposed to we'll protect everybody. So Russia, Russia, uh, Russia is now got to fight the UN, and America is part of the UN. So this is how this war gonna be coming out to be, man. If them jokers ain't careful. But you see it. Russia ain't trying to Russia be Russia been trying not to deal with this mess. And the most I said he gonna put a hook on his mouth and reel him in. He, he don't wanna do it, but he gonna reel him in. And and United States is keep poking and doing and his wickedness, cause it ain't no wisdom there. Ain't no wisdom there. It's all about trying to put your policy on another country that don't want your policy. If Putin 
and them don't want to have um, transgenders, homosexual, legalizing homosexual marriage in their era. That's them four country. And like they always pushing it already to Africa, they weak-minded people. Now them African, if it's another story, fam, they got me thinking in another way. Them Africans run, walk, run around here with them pink panties on up in Africa. That's another story. But, you know, they got me scratching my head, you know, so I don't understand none of them thoughts them brothers been doing up there. You know, I guess they kind of cuckoo too. You know, they, they don't have, they don't have the wisdom. They don't have, they don't have men of wisdom. Um, running their, they, they shop. I ain't gonna say, I ain't gonna say all that. They don't have, they got, they got men and wisdom out there, but they can't be in the position to use the wisdom because it's already a game already playing out there. The common man that can go out here and handle these business like it's supposed to be handled. But you know, when you when you reaching in pockets and pockets reaching in your pockets, then you know all that old hanky panky stuff starts. And I'm telling y'all, the ones that joining um um the NATO, I'm telling you this. The most high gonna deal with you. And when the most high deal with you, it's not gonna be good. Y'all better be sitting back, standing back, and stop running behind the big bully. Because the big bully gonna get y'all stuck. Cause the big bully only, the big bully only looking out for itself. Because what I'm now analyze this, people. We analyzing this, analyzing this, right? United States always said that they. They helping people, helping people, helping people so the people got to do this and do this and do this and do this, right? So when, when, when you're not in the States, come out here and do some crazy stuff, why don't nobody from NATO say anything? Why? What happened? You know, it, it, ain't, it, it, ain't, it ain't no wisdom there. Like the Bible said, it, 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 seems, it, it seems like it's, it's true. All they think is war. War killing, killing, war killing, killing. You heard what the devil say. And, and they show so much killing every day. On, you show me. You know what? I'll, I'll be... I'll be somebody's slave for the rest of your life. If you show you flick on TV and show me and flick on five channel, five eight channel. I'm, no, I'm saying you, you flick on 15 channels, right? And out of them 15 channels, you flick on and you just flicking. See how many killings them, how many. Out of 15, how many somebody done got killed in it? Because this, <clears throat> this is what the devil do. He try to make everything seem like it's normal, but it's not. God said, 
thou shalt not kill. And when and, and, and biblical and, and when you go through, that's why they don't want you to ride with them 613 law statute commandments. Because if you kill somebody, you gonna get killed. So if 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 you kill somebody, and now your judgment is to get killed, and you know this, would you kill somebody? No, you wouldn't kill nobody because you ain't waiting where to die. Eye for eye. See, those rituals and those behaviors, that's why the most high put those strong things on there. Just like, 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 like they they white man taking slavery out of context, right? The Bible said, they they go and say the Bible said. Honor thy master, right? Something like that, right? So all these black people, when the white man had our forefathers in captivity, because you got to realize this, fam. This is what y'all don't realize. When they start institution, when they start instituting their delusional state on our people, we got to this. Where our mindsets at now, this is how they had it. Before then, our mindsets wouldn't like that. They plunge it, they beat, they convince you on TV, and they thinking, like they said, everything is, everything who acting right is wrong, everything is acting wrong is right. Told you. Where's the wisdom, man? Somebody tell me that. If you got all these people in Congress, Democrat, Republican, you know what I'm saying? Where's the wisdom at? They can argue about a point to make it sound good, but where's the but wisdom come with that? With a solution. Not no quick fix. All they do is quick fix. And then come back and regurgitate the quick fix. Oh, all the time. They, 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 they go out here in politics all my years, y'all. Since I've been in this world and I was conscious enough to, you know, look at the political rim. You know, they play it on TV all the time when they get ready to be elected for president. I'll cut taxes. And I'll do something else. You know what I'm saying? Oh, now if they've been trying to cut taxes since since the 70s, y'all, and they still talking about the same thing in 2023, they playing the game on you. Y'all start to start using your critical thinking, man. Y'all got to start rolling with that critical thinking and stop yabba dabba doing. These people ain't playing no games with y'all. Y'all sitting down here playing. If I didn't care, I wouldn't say. I ain't asking y'all for nothing. I want y'all to be wise enough. I don't want y'all to be drowning. I want y'all to be able to, when when stuff hit the fan, you already know what you got to do. And you ain't these people waiting for y'all to go out here and ride and, and be under duress. Because most of y'all going to be under duress and be in FEMA camp. Because y'all, when that money go funny 
and y'all running to the bank and throwing and, and talking about all that money, we know that money is your God because the Most High is going to show you. And then the Most High is going to laugh at you. And I'm going to laugh at you. Why is the Most High laughing? Because it's funny. You don't use the dollar bill for a tool to get you in a better position. You use the dollar bill to be able to uh, pay bill. Your mindset. You see how the mindset that they got us doing? Surviving, surviving, surviving. Ain't nine black people surviving. And the ones that living, uh, the, the, the ones that living that handkerchief life, they still got, they still got grabbed by the ball. They still, they still take, talking that high note. Cause somebody got them by the ball. They ain't their own man. They can come, like I say, they can come to us and talk all that crap, what they're going to do and this and that and that and then talk about this and that and flash all this and that. But when they go to the handkerchief side, they know what, what they know what bread to say on their book toes. I can't understand that, y'all. We got to um, we got to do we got to do better, fam. We got to get we got to do better with our critical thinking, rationalizing, and agreeing to disagree. Because whatever you may agree to disagree at that moment, but sometimes when people talk later on, that nugget might hit. You be like, oh, okay. But y'all too fast and too much want to disagree or ready to debunk somebody. What is that hate? Something, something, um, something I was listening to on my content. My man said, you know, they always saying, who great? Michael Jordan or LeBron? Michael Jordan, LeBron. You know, they always got us going against our, our people. Okay, Michael Jordan did his thing, he was great. Now LeBron doing his thing, he is great. So they changed the games in different games. Why is all see that's just that 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 tactic that they use to self-hate each other? This is the Caucasian man game. This is his aura. You know, you ain't making no noise and they gave you all that money and they know you can make noise or you got it out here. They're going to do something to you. I don't know if it's true or not, but the first thing, but the first thing that came to my mind, though, for real, though, about Kobe Bryant, I heard that he was trying to get a um, basketball team and one of the people in, um, and a Arab, Arab around that area, Saudi Arabia around that area was gonna get him the money to to get him a basketball team, right? And and so happened, you already know it just blew up. So when I heard about the plane, I said, "Damn, they done blew that damn plane up," you know, because. Kobe, Kobe was a smart, smart man business-wise. And he already know if he tried to get his own business, 
um, basketball that, you know, he going to do special things. That was a rumor, y'all. I don't know if it's true or not, but I heard it through the grapevine. But that makes you think. Because you know Kobe had that dust. He got that name. He got that brand. Michael Jordan had, Michael Jordan got his, him a, um, him a team. Now, Kobe trying to get him a team. See? Uh, it probably been one, a European, one of them European team or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I don't know too much of that detail. But that's, that's, that's what they do, man. That's how they ride when they ride. When they ride dirty. America. America. Always riding dirty. I'm about to get on their ass this time. I'm about to get on their wrong. The police could kill a man on camera and get qualified immunity. And I'm tired of beefing with my own kind. I'm trying to find some unity. Tired of the foolery. The system abusing me. I got to ride with the tool of me. This shit ain't cool to me. But I'll be damned if I let you niggas make a fool of me. So I keep two on me. Uh, I done came a long way from the block with breakdowns. Finally opened my eyes when I had my daughter. Got tired of them shakedowns. The way I survived the game is still pain in my heart. I got a lot to say now. And I'ma show my whole ass on these motherfuckers. I ain't about to play around. Whatever happened to freedom of speech? Cause they telling niggas what to say now. When guilty ass don't wanna hear the truth. Try to act defend the shit pitiful. If I was you, I'd be miserable. This war we fighting is spiritual. In other words, I'm doing God's work when I turn thoughts into artwork. My words fly like darts work. Specifically designed to hit the target. They don't even want I want to teach history the way it's meant to be because the shit is heartless. I might not change the world, but it's a chance I can spark the brain that's gonna get it started. Many die for me to walk like this, for me to talk like this, but the peace to mark. Uh, got my eyes behind the scope, and I ain't taking number headshots. I got great aim, but my four five still came with a red dot. I got in this game, and I put this bitch in the headlock. talk about America so much that he might well just take himself back to Africa then. You hate America like that, you might well take your butt, your, your, your black ass back to Africa then with them Ugamuas. They love to be talking about that when you talk about wrong. You know what I'm saying, fam? That's their key point. That's their key point. That's what they do trying to make you look like you stupid just like you're in a relationship and your your girl your girl cheating and then she swear she trying to make you look like you you, you stupid and stuff and you know she doing something and you feeling it and I don't understand that I don't understand you know and I'm very disappointed in this as a man you know because like I said, our era is different from the eras that we marched on through, right? Because girls didn't do back then what girls do now. They was they they was more of 
still having that ladylike spirit. You know what I'm saying? That that nurturing and ladylike spirit, that mothering, like it didn't start jumping off hard. It started jumping off hard around the late '80s. Start getting a little tainted. Then '90s tainted, tainted, tainted. You know what I'm saying? Then so on and so on. Y'all got to realize, man. Ain't no game out here. Ain't no game out here. Everybody trying to play by the rules. But America always playing dirty. They always playing dirty. You know what I'm saying? If, 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 if what you talking about, Faye? Uh, what you talking about? Uh, 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 America always, America is the greatest place in the whole world. The best country in the whole world. But how did he get there? By playing dirty. M. Gates. He was the defense secretary in the Bush and Obama administrations. He wrote in his memoir that trying to bring Georgia and Ukraine into NATO was truly overreaching. Then we have Strobe Talbot, a former deputy secretary of state. He described the Russian perception in a similar way, how they consider NATO as a vestige of the Cold War and point out that if the Warsaw Pact was disbanded, why did the West not dismantle NATO? So several voices in the Western world had warned that Russia's protests have merit and that NATO expansion could spell serious trouble. Yet, successive American administrations paid no heed to these warnings. They kept widening NATO's security umbrella. Now, here's the thing. Trying to safeguard the sovereignty of a country is laudable indeed, but inviting a state right on Russia's border into an anti-Russian alliance is provocation. Ukraine is a sovereign country and has every right to want to join the NATO. But what's in it for the NATO? Why did they push for it? Their moves completely disregard the historical baggage between NATO and Russia. Many Russians were traumatized by the disintegration of the Soviet Union. In an instant, they lost one third of their territory, half of their population and most of their military might. They found themselves much weaker before Western unity. They felt that an unjust settlement had been imposed on them and it was done in their moment of maximum weakness and vulnerability. So they looked at any state leaving Russia's sphere of influence as both a strategic loss and a matter of national humiliation. When we analyze why Ukraine was attacked, all of this needs to be taken into account. Does this justify the war? Absolutely not. Russia's actions are criminal, no two ways about it. But the West is not innocent either. They did not do what they could have to avert this war. America ride playing dirty. America playing dirty. See, I told y'all they be playing dirty. Let's see if they playing more dirty. This is why black women should always be singled out. Meet Miss Maggie Walker. She was one woman who refused to bow down to white supremacy or beg them for anything while showing that black people didn't need their support. She left her imprint on one of black America's three considered black Wall Streets at the time, Jackson Ward in Richmond, Virginia. Mrs. Maggie started by getting black people together and on board in 1902 with her black-owned newspaper, the St. Luke Herald. 
the newspaper aimed to promote and spread the importance of black economics and ownership, keeping people informed across the nation. Mrs. Maggie eventually went on to establish St. Luke's Penny Savings Bank. The bank aimed not only to stop black people from trying to enter white banks, but also to build black economic power, become independent, mobilize, and become self-sustaining. On the first day of opening, a long line of black patrons waited patiently, as they could not wait to place their money in a bank that was truly black-owned. This was much different from the Freedmen's Bank, which had robbed black people previously. When black patrons got to the teller desk, they were welcomed by black tellers. Nobody was turned away from St. Luke's penny savings. Investors could open an account with even the smallest amount. One customer opened an account with just 31 cents. At the end of the first day of Ms. Maggie's bank, the bank had over 280 accounts, over $8,000 in deposits, and had sold over $1,000 in stock to black investors. It was the first of many successful days. By 1913, the bank had more than $300,000 in assets, and by 1928, it had helped 600 families. While other banks collapsed during the Great Depression, St. Luke's survived. Mrs. Walker didn't stop there either. She then opened the St. Luke Emporium, a black-owned department store. Black Americans could try on clothes, shop with dignity, and see their own people serve them. Not only was the store a success, but it also provided much-needed professional jobs for our own race. Ms. Walker remained actively committed to black economics, even as her health gradually declined, until her death in December 1934. Many don't know her story, but she helped to prove that there is power in black economics and that there is nothing wrong with placing our group's self-interest first. Everyone, meet Mrs. Maggie Walker. is devastating for the US dollar and they are actively trying to hide it from you. So here's a question. Why don't they want you to know what they just did to the US dollar? Why don't they want you to know what they just did to the euro this week? The story is being suppressed everywhere. I'll show you how they're hiding this in a moment. But first, let me explain what happened this week. Unbeknownst to almost no one, a few big stories happened. First, a shady group of globalist elites who run our monetary system very quietly rolled out the new way that you will be banking. The new way that you will be paying for goods, buying your meat, buying your eggs, buying your gas or your petrol. This is how you will invest with this new digital currency structure that they've built. The only reason we even know about this is thanks to a press release issued by this shady group of people. And it happened this week right under our noses while everyone was on spring break. So let's go through how crazy this is and what this will lead to. We've been warning about this for years on this channel, and it's finally here. But first, if you care about the freedom of money, your ability to invest and buy whatever you want without the government tracking everything you do, then subscribe to our channel and stay up to date with our latest live streams and our videos. We cover it all. So this week, the DCMA announced through a press release the rollout of a new international CBDC. Okay, stay with me. Don't get, don't get glossed over here. This is crucial. Here is that press release. The Digital Currency Monetary Authority launches an international central bank digital currency, a CBDC. They're calling it Crypto 2.0, where they control the transactions instead of you controlling your own transactions like you do with Crypto 1.0? What the hell? Who the hell is the DCMA? That is now working with the IMF to govern all of our financial transactions. Who are these people? It turns out, according to their press release, they're a secretive group of, quote, sovereign states, central banks, commercial and retail banks, and other financial institutions. Okay, so sovereign governments? 
are behind this? So central banks are behind this? Big banks are behind this? Yes, a group of unelected globalists are behind this. So do we have any names? No, we don't, because they're operating in the shadows. As journalist Michael Snyder says, quote, basically, it sounds like a secretive cabal of international banks and national governments is conspiring to push this new currency down our throats, end quote. Yes, exactly right. Well, I'm sure that all of the major financial newspapers covered this story. Let's go to the Financial Times, which prints their newspaper on pretentious pink paper because they claim to be the best. Let's search DCMA. Nothing. Nothing at all. Let's search IMF digital currency. Nothing. Nothing at all. Suppressed. What about the Wall Street Journal? Let's search DCMA. Nothing. What about IMF digital currency? Again, nothing at all on this story. So you're changing the way the world banks and you're just pushing out a press release that doesn't get any coverage. They're calling it the Universal Monetary Unit, also known as Unicoin. Unicorn. Sounds like a Transformers villain. Unicron! Unicron! Answer me! An international central bank digital currency that has been designed to work in tandem with the US dollar, the euro, etc. But of course, it has ultimate power. So think of these currencies. These little currencies are going to report up to the mothership like a science fiction film. The US dollar over here, the euro over here, and all of them report up to the mothership, the new unicoin. For a time, we considered sparing the wretched little planet. And the transactions will be handled by this globalist mothership to decide your fate. Now, the brilliant Catherine Austin Fitz has been warning us about this for years, and here she is. One of the bedrocks of freedom is freedom to do financial transactions, including privately, or freedom to do where you want to do and wherever you want to do. And unfortunately, as the financial system has become more and more digital, you see more and more not only invasive surveillance, but more and more controls. You referred to Canada, perfect example. And the reality, as the financial system gets more controlling and more invasive, it's a little bit like bringing up a corral around us. And CBDCs, central bank digital currencies, and vaccine passports or digital IDs are sort of the last uh, shutting of the gate. It's hard for many people to imagine the risks here because we're so used to living with financial transaction freedom. And we don't understand that when this gate closes on us, we literally will be sitting in a system where the central banks believe that our assets belong to them. Essentially, they're trying to eliminate financial freedom, your ability to use cash. The White House is already spinning this on their website as a glorious thing. Listen to this lofty language from President Biden. Quote, President Biden often summarizes his vision for an America in one word, possibilities. A digital dollar may seem far-fetched, but modern technology could make it a real possibility. If the U.S. pursued a CBDC, there could be many possible benefits, such as facilitating efficient and low-cost transactions, fostering greater access to the financial system, boosting economic growth, and supporting the continued centrality of the United States within the international financial system. Right. So let me get this right. Right now, we are $33 trillion in debt, and the US dollar is losing prestige as the world's reserve currency every day. But let's take away the physical paper dollars and the coins, and that will boost economic growth? Okay, sure. Fool me twice. Well, let's let George W. Bush say it best. Fool me once. Shame on... 
Shame on you. It fooled me. We can't get fooled again. That's exactly right, Mr. President. That's how they'll sell it to you. That life will be so much easier when all of your money is centralized and everything is digital. But make no mistake about it, this is all about control. When this is officially rolled out, you will have no choice. Your financial privacy will be toast, gone. Want to pay the 14-year-old babysitter with some cash? Nope, sorry. Want to tip the driver with some cash? Sorry, not going to happen. These globalists will be able to track virtually everything that you buy and everything that you sell. Remember when the Obama administration used the IRS to go after conservative political groups in Ohio? Yeah, the financial targeting of political opponents? Yeah, that happened. Tell me this won't happen again and I'll laugh right in your face. As we've talked about before on this show, imagine if you go to the store to buy some ground beef and make a chili, right? Because that's the only way you make a chili. You've got to have beef in your chili, right? And then you receive a red alert on your phone saying, sorry, you're over your carbon footprint transaction limit for the month, so you better make a crappy vegetarian chili instead. Don't believe me? It's already being worked. We're developing through technology an ability for consumers to measure their own carbon footprint. What does that mean? That's where are they traveling? How are they traveling? What are they eating? What are they consuming on the platform? So individual carbon footprint tracker. Mm. Stay tuned. We don't have it operational yet, but this is something that we're working on. As Fox News reports this week, the Biden administration is already rolling out its toughest ever emissions rules for combustion engines, basically forcing us to buy electric cars, even if we don't want to. We have no choice, especially if they control the money supply as well. The thing that we're worried about mostly is that these rules would effectively impose almost a Soviet-style level of government uh, interference in people's lives. So it would effectively force people, consumers, to buy products that they may not even want. What about energy, oil, and natural gas? This, folks, is where it gets really scary because the IMF has already been crushing Africa and other poor nations by limiting their loans to poor African nations and otherwise who won't move to solar and wind energy, right? They don't want to play ball, then you're not going to get money from the IMF. We don't want you using low-cost fossil fuels to bring your people out of poverty like we did, so we won't lend you money. So just get this right. So Germany, France, Belgium, and the United States all got to use fossil fuels to go through their own industrial revolution, but we're gonna force Africa to skip that step and then just jump right to renewables for all of their power needs. How elitist and wrong can you get? This is tyranny, guys. With this system, your financial privileges could be taken away at any moment. When the United States blew up the Nord Stream pipeline, which delivered cheap natural gas to Europe, the globalists cheered about it, seeing this as a way to speed the transition to solar and wind. This is also a tremendous opportunity. It's a tremendous opportunity to once and for all remove the dependence on Russian energy and thus to take away from Vladimir Putin the weaponization of energy as a means of advancing uh, his uh, imperial designs. Take away the source of the fuel is one step and then take away the ability to pay for it using a social credit score is another. Sorry, John, you've spent too much on home heating this season with your natural gas, so you're no longer able to buy more natural gas. You might freeze to death, that's okay, but you should think about installing some really expensive solar panels on your house that will only last you 10 years. So that's the news portion of today. This is definitely- See y'all, see fam. America don't play fair. Keep telling y'all, they ain't playing fair. 
they ain't playing fair. And you see how he said Germany, Germany neck and neck, and always Germany, United States. Okay, Germany. <laughs> I don't know why I always my my it, 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 it always Germany coming out my mouth. Uh, all these countries got to be Germany. I don't know why, but I don't know. I don't know why. Mm. Do I know somebody in Germany? No. I talk I talk about Germany for almost a whole year. Um, y'all understand, y'all. And I'm gonna tell y'all something. Check the flam flam out. Now let me know, y'all. Is this a flam flam? Right now, the dollar bill controls everybody in this world in America. We're gonna say everybody in America that 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 dollar bill controls you. It's gonna have you having have you feeling any certain type of way. Right? So this right here, that's how they kept kept, kept uh they couldn't get y'all where you spend your money, but they got you controlling you by you know, going to working and buying stuff and your basic needs. They gave you that. Dollar bill. Uh, doodle paper don't mean nothing. Because they already had that in system when they took the gold away from the dollar bill. I think they did that in the 70s, man. They took the gold out and, and, and whatever they did with all that gold, and the dollar bill, they already had people dancing and swinging over. They put it on the TV. First, first how they did it, y'all. I'm going to tell you how they did it at first. This is how they really introduced the dollar bill to people. In them cowboy moves. Robbing the bank. And all that other stuff. And then it came to, you know, all these other TV. Money, money, rich money, 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 money. That's all they play, thinking money, trying to institute that money in your brain. This is what you got to do. Living on up, you know, and all that other stuff. But the Bible said money is the root of all evil. Did you hear me? The Bible said money is all evil. You know, people give up their booty for some money. People, uh, people work uh, a ninety-hour shift for that money. People kill for that money. People steal for that money. You know what I'm saying? People will have other people to prostitute for the, you know, and all that. You be tricking. Trying to get that dollar bill. You take care of some business. I understand, fam. I understand. 
we are experiencing war trauma. War trauma. Why? Because the entire time we've been in America, we have been prisoners of war. We have experienced warfare. We have not experienced racism because we are not a race. We are a nation of people who have were taken as prisoners of war to America. And in many ways, we are still not free. Now, let me clarify this so you just don't take my word for it. I want you to have profound understanding. We are prisoners of war, and I'm going to prove this. The entire time we have been in America, they have found ways to limit us economically. That is economic warfare. And if you think I'm lying, we own less than 0.5% of all the wealth in this country. And we've been here for over 400 years. We own nothing for the most part. Have they bombed us? Yes. In Tulsa and in other areas, they bombed us. That's not racism. That is warfare when someone bombs you. Have we been lynched? Yes. That's not racism when someone hangs you by the neck publicly where thousands of people are present. That is warfare. Have we been murdered? Yes. Have we been murdered in um, different amounts of ways? Yes. That is warfare. Have they put biological diseases on us? Yes. That is biological warfare. Have they put drugs in our community? That is a form of warfare. Yes, they have. That is not racism. That is warfare. And it is a billion times more harmful than what we would call racism. Have they used psychological warfare on us, messing with our minds? Yes. Have they educated us in a subpar manner to where we can no longer really build a community? Yes, they have. Have they used hip-hop as a form of leeway into the incarceration, incarceration and prison system? Yes, they have. The government has connected with executives in hip-hop and it is designed to lead to crime, jail, and free labor in prison. Yes, we are experiencing war. Therefore, we have war trauma. I want to make that clear. So here's how we know we have war trauma because we're constantly trying to escape in drugs. We're many men are escaping in pornography. Many people are escaping through violence and, and being very harmful to other people. We are escaping in gangs as well as people are escaping into hip hop. And these things cause a big problem in our community. So here is the solution, not solution, but solution. I have created a superhuman mentality library because we are superhuman indiv individuals. That's why they war on us because they know we are superhuman. That's why they have to war on us because we are superhuman. It's never been racism. It's always been warfare. So you have to have a superhuman mentality. And the Lord told us in Deuteronomy 7 and 6, 
as well as other scriptures, we are a nation of people above all other nations. That's why they warred on us. Go to my website, professoruruk.com slash ebooks and get the Superhuman Mentality Library. It will help your family eliminate the war trauma. It will help you develop conversations and discussions and viewpoints and your family will grow closer and it will build relationships. All right, I am out. Who started the first world war? Not Muslims. Who started the Second World War? Not Muslims. Who killed 6 million Jews in the Holocaust is Hitler, not Muslims. Who killed about 20 million S of Aborigines in Australia? Not Muslims. Who sent the nuclear bombs of Hiroshima and Nagasaki in Japan is America, not Muslims. Who killed more than 100 million S of Indians in North America? Not Muslims. Who killed more than 50 million of Indians in South America? Not Muslims. Who took about 180 million S of African people as slaves, and 88% of them died and were thrown overboard into Atlantic Ocean? Not Muslims. First of all, you will have to define terrorism properly. If a non-Muslim does something bad, it is crime. But if a Muslim commits less than that, he is a terrorist. So first, remove this double standards. Then come to the point. I am proud to be a Muslim. See y'all, told you, do they sound like they playing fair? America don't play fair. America never played fair. So you and you playing a game that the game ain't playing fair. I really have no time to explain this. Our government has been charged with a crime, a danger to humanity. As of right now, we have no government. If a planetary judge is forcing our government to give the rightful owners back their land, which is us. The planetary judge is ordering us right now to stop calling ourselves Black African American. Also, to shut down Black Lives Matter. Because in the law dictionary, the word Black and African American is patterned as uh, we're dead already. So, the planetary judge want us to go by our nationality. Hebrew, Israelite, more. America is not America. The real name for America is Tymeri. You go look up the Freedom of Information Act. Find out the other stuff you need to know. The reason why they've been charged with a danger to humanity is because the flesh pit that they found the flesh pit the flesh pit that they found in Texas they did a DNA sample on it and the DNA come back nine series. We the only people on earth that has nine series DNA. Well, the Bible said we came from the dirt. So with that being said, they've been charged with a danger to humanity because we have served 400 years 
as indentured service to this country. We're in debt because our government, Washington, D.C., is an entity that's not a part of our country. And they've been ordered to get off these lands. And right now, our own country is setting up a war against the citizens of the country. They don't want to give us our land back. They don't want to free us either. So that's why you're seeing all these uh, factories being burnt up, trains derailing, water getting bad, because they know they have to give us our land back. They've been ordered to lead this land. The planetary judge has ordered us to stop paying bills, going to work, because they have to pay us reparations. Africa, China, and Russia is about to go against America for them to free us. safety group says the heart condition in adolescent and young adults is linked to the shock. CDC now looking into reports of heart problems in young vaccinated teenagers. Mount Chesapeake, fluttering and causing inflammation are among some of the new side effects announced by the U.S. Centers for Disease Control. Observing some people who have received the Pfizer and Moderna vaccine. Ending up with inflammation around the heart, causing chest pain and shortness of breath. Myocarditis is noted by the Canadian Pediatric Society as a possible side effect of What they was doing, fam, is showing a lot of people falling down and falling out with myocarditis. So, the time that you was listening is people falling out from having them taking that COVID shot. Peace. Call him Kunye West, America gonna be destroyed. No doomsday threats. It's gonna get hit with ballistic missiles from Gog and Magog. You shouldn't have had liposuction. Should have jogged the weight off. We the resistance. Hear the bravery in my voice? You lied to us when you said slavery was a choice. Nigga must have smoked up a whole quarter piece. 1441, we was kidnapped by the Portuguese. When I hear the words, make America great again. All it means is make blacks and Latino slaves again. You said Bush don't care about black people. When it comes to cooning, you're a Barkley and Shaq's equal. You was the realest spitter ripping the beat up. Now you in a sunken place, phone clicking the teacup. Yeah, learning you're a slave. Mom turning in her grave. Lyrical sermon on the page, just burning off the America mage. was great when they stole the land from the natives. It was great when they brought blacks over on slave ships. It was great when they prospered our free labor. It was great when burning our bodies was sweet savor. It was great when they could rape our women at will. It was great when they did our children like Emmett Till. It was great when firemen sprayed us with hoses. It was great when they killed all our modern day Moses. Could you cherish a place where we perished in 
and hate. Then wear a hat that says you want to make America great. Your character's fake, saying Trump represents freedom. He's eat him. He told cops when you stop, blacks mistreat him. Everything changed when you got with that ratchet thought. Your mom's casket dropped. Evil, cerebral, and rapid thoughts. The aftershock. You started tweaking off acid drops. High as an astronaut. I bet this shit happened to Travis Scott. Watch the throne. You really sold yourself a dream. It seems the people higher self got the lowest self-esteem. You're made back on the road to hell. You should be wearing that hat that says your soul is for sale. Yeah, look at all this backlash hate. First you backstab hoes, then you backstab Drake. MK Ultra eyes stuck in your mouth wide. This ain't the same kumbaya from the south side. America was great when cotton picking with bloody fingers. It was great when we called Mexicans beaners. It was great when we didn't have a voice to speak. It was great when they fed us scraps, no choice to eat. It was great when they fed our babies to gators. It was great when they beat us before the taser. It was great in the 20s, 30s, and 40s. It was great when the media didn't cover our stories. Yeah, Deacon, AKA Five Lord, Sakari. All praise you, about Shimmy, I was shy. Hey, Kanye, man, get out. You out of pocket, homie. All the Jews, all the gems, all the jewels and gems you gave us about our history, all the social injustice that you spoke out about. And now this, this ain't the land of our rest. All right? We under curses, we Israelites. They're not for us, man.